John's Gospel, chapter 15. John, chapter 15. I want to begin at verse 9 this morning. And Jesus said this, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends. I couldn't uh, read this passage uh, without thinking of that Beatles song from 1967. All you need is love. Da, 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 da. <laughs> there you go. Everybody on the chorus, right? And, but that's, that's going to be my title of the message this morning. All you need is love. Because isn't that what Jesus is saying here? Now, the Beatles probably had something different in mind. And, and the, the, the lyrics, a lot of different... Um, interpretations on, on the lyrics of that song, but in essence, this is it. This is the bottom line. This is all you need. This, Jesus said, is my commandment, right? So you and I, as Christians, we can say that we only have one commandment. Isn't that fascinating? We have one commandment right why only one well remember jesus said that all the law and the prophets was fulfilled in two commandments didn't he love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself right but remember too that jesus said this as you've done it under the least of these you've done it under who under me right so as we love others, as we express love for others, who are we loving in return, right? One commandment covers it all. All you need is love. How do we love the Lord? By loving others. And, and it engages. Loving others, doesn't it engage our heart, soul, mind, and strength? Right? Interesting. So, one command fills it all. Verse 9, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Now, I don't know. How, how, how did the Father love Jesus? As the Father has loved me. Again, we're getting into the mystery of the, the Trinity, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. How, how can we ever explain or imagine the love between the Father and Jesus in, in, in eternity, right? I can't really wrap our, our brains around that. But we can look at the love of Jesus for them. He says, as the Father loved me, so I have loved you, speaking to the disciples. And, and we can also point it at us. But as we look at the love of Jesus for the disciples, then we can, because he's on compared it, so we can understand quite a lot. First of all, uh, we see that love is intentional, isn't it? It's intentional. Jesus didn't just 
feel something. He came to earth, right? He, 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 he left heaven. He came to earth. He crossed the great divide to come to us. When he, when he chose these disciples, he went looking for them. He called them. He called them by name, right? He, he got up and went to somebody and did something. Love is intentional. The second thing we see is that love is sacrificial, isn't it? Right? Ultimately, Jesus died on the cross for us. But when did he lay down his life? Think about that a minute. When did Jesus lay down his life? Philippians chapter 2, 5 to 7 says this Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. I'm God, you know, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. Jesus laid down his life from the beginning, didn't he? He, 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 he limited himself. The God of, of eternity limited himself to a human body. A, a baby dependent on other people. God, right? Wow. He laid down his life. Submitted himself to imperfect human parents. Subjected himself to criticism, etc., etc., right, in his life. And worse in the end, obviously. Jesus laid down his life from the start. Verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? Obviously, Jesus is referring to himself there, giving himself as an example. Um, but did he just lay down his life for certain people? Did he just die on the cross for the 12? Or for the 120? Right? No. He gave, he gave his life for mankind, didn't he? The Scripture says he died once for all. But unfortunately, not all will receive it, will they? No, not all will experience the benefit of that love. And so effectively speaking, that's what I think he's talking about here. Effectively speaking, he laid down his life for his friends. Effectively speaking, he laid down his life for those who would receive him, for those who would benefit from his sacrifice and, and live with him in glory forever and ever and ever, right? Be reconciled to God. But he still died for everybody. He still laid down his life. He still loved everybody at the highest cost. Which shows us that genuine love is also unconditional and unmerited. Jesus gave his life even for those who would reject that love. Even for those who actually scorn that love, he still died for them, didn't he? Likewise, not everyone will deserve or appreciate or reciprocate our love, will they? 
right? Our goodwill, according to Jesus, needs to be directed toward everyone. I'm going to point to my wife here as an example this morning because she's someone I can admire. I've shared this story before, and also she has, how someone that she knew um, was connected with uh, was over a a long period of time um, causing stress, causing division, causing problems within the family. And I, I, I watched her over the years, with God's help, continue to treat this person with kindness, with respect, being helpful when she could uh, to, to, to meet a need, right? Um, and, and it's not that she never got frustrated or angry, okay? We've we got to hit reality here. She, it's not that she was never frustrated, not that she was never angry, not that she n- never had to, you know, vent and and and. Str- but her treatment toward that other person was always kindness, always grace. Right? Her words and her actions showed love. Now she also, with wisdom, right, was able to minimize some of the effects of that continued behavior, okay, the behavior didn't stop, it continued, but she was able with God's wisdom and help to minimize the effects of that on herself and her family. Um, And even at times, she called the other person out on certain things that were done or said, but she always did it with gentleness. She always did it um, in a kind way, never with malice in her heart never doing anything to get even, never being mean or nasty or having nothing to do with this person ever again, right? Was it easy? No. took a lot of prayer, a lot of dependence on the Lord. But, well, Matthew chapter 5, verse 43, Jesus said this. He says, You've heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I say to you, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? You know, for us, it's like, don't even non-Christians, atheists, right? People who want nothing to do with God, don't they do that? Don't they love the people that love them? So what makes us different? Jesus is saying, right? If you only greet your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same. So love, Jesus is saying, is like rain, right? We pour it out on the just and the unjust, on the deserving and especially on the undeserving. That's hard for us, isn't it? Loving the unlovable, loving the difficult people. Our our tendency is to separate. Our tendency is to to react. Our tendency is to respond in kind, not in kindness. That's our natural bent 
but we have the Holy Spirit within us who gives us a supernatural bent, doesn't he? As we're transformed from glory to glory by his love and grace. Even as Joe read this morning, forgive, why? As God in Jesus has forgiven you. Right? First John, was it 4.19? Um, we love because he first loved us. We can always look back at ourselves and say, okay, how deserving was I in God's eyes for the grace that he's poured out upon me? I wasn't. So Lord, help me to show that same grace, that same kindness to those who are undeserving, to those who get under my skin, to those, Lord, that I, in the natural, I don't even want to be around. But maybe I have to work with them. Maybe they're on the team. Maybe they're on, on, in this uh, group of people I need to meet with on a regular basis. You know, whatever it is, Lord, help me to disregard what they do and to decide to love them, to treat them with kindness and respect and value anyway. Because that's what you did for me. Amen? Love seeks the best of another. Love seeks the best of another. This is our one commandment. That, that, that even if they're rotten, even if they're nasty, even if they're mean, even if they're cynical, that in our heart we would desire their good. Can't do it on our own, can we? But we can do it through Him. Through Him. And what is the highest good? What is the highest good for any human being? Right? What is the absolute best that can happen to a human person? The absolute best, right? It's that they know the Lord, isn't it? That they walk with the Lord. So if we truly love someone, we will be doing our best to love them into the kingdom. We're going to do our best to influence them toward a relationship with Jesus. right? Do our best to encourage people to walk in harmony with God because that's what's going to bring them the greatest blessing in their life. And do all we can, Wednesday morning Bible studiers, not to hinder Right? Romans 14. Do all that we can never to hinder someone from that relationship by our words, by our actions, by our inconsistencies, right? So as we love, that's, that's why we do what we do, because it's in the best interest of others. Back to verse 10. Jesus said, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. This is one of those, if, if we look at this through a human lens, if you do what I say, I'll love you. Is that what he's saying? No, that's not what he's saying. Let me, let me try to explain this simply. Look at the person next to you, or closest to you. Okay, look, look around. What is God's heart towards that person right now? In this very moment, what is God's heart toward that person you're sitting next to or that person you're sitting close to? Okay? He wants their best, doesn't He? 
His heart towards them is love. Right? That's, that's, that's what God is doing towards another person. So when you and I say something, do something um, toward that person as, as an agent of God, as we reach toward another human being in love, what are we doing? We are abiding in, living in, right? Participating in God's love towards them. See? If you keep my commands to love someone, you will abide in my love. You see it? We're living in His love. We're participating in His love when we love someone else. God's love is like a river flowing towards those that are made in His image. When we love, we jump into that river, don't we? Flow with it. The more we do it, the more we live in that love. The more we abide in His love because we're loving others. Jesus lived in and expressed the love of His Father, didn't He? He said, I only do what the Father tells me. Right? All His actions of love towards others. Healing the sick. Cleansing the leper. Feeding the 5,000 hungry people. Right? Compassion, love, mercy. Changing people's lives. He lived in it. He expressed it. And when He did, the power of God was manifest, wasn't it? Jesus reached in compassion. He said, these people, these 5,000 people, they've been following me around for three days. They're hungry. They're, they're, they're going to they're gonna faint going, trying to leave you know, this place. We've, we've walked and talked, and now we're a long way away from, from you know, civilization. And these people are going to faint on the way. We need to give them something to eat. Right? When he reached toward people with the love of God, the power of God was also there to enable him to do that. Right? In all ways, at all times, I think that's 2 Corinthians, having all that you need, you can abound unto every good work. So abiding in the love of God is also tapping into the power of God. I, I, we don't have to do it all on our own, right? Not, not even for the ease of it, but also to know that God will meet us in that thing to help another person because He loves them so much. So, so much. So you and I don't express the love of God by ourselves. 1 John 4.16, God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in Him. Right? God empowers us to love. So, with all of this, how do we walk this out? How do we keep His one commandment and abide in His love? You and I will interact with people every single day. Right? Several before we leave this building today. We will interact with people in this aisle, in the back, right? In the pews. We interact with people all day long, right? Others we might see in a restaurant after church. We might see at the store. 
we might see in our own homes, we might see in traffic, uh-oh, at work, in a meeting, right? All over and practically every day of our lives, unless we, you know, stay home and shut ourselves in for a day, we will be interacting with people. To abide in His love, first of all, to, to, to um, keep that commandment is that in absolutely every one of those situations, we need to understand, take a hold of this. What does God feel towards them right now? God loves them, right? What is God emanating towards them at this moment, right? Love. What it, what the Holy Spirit in me, who is God? What what is He doing towards that other person? He's He's wanting to express love to them, isn't He? Right. So we understand that God loves them, that He desires their best. So what do we do with the expectation of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit? We make it our goal to love everybody that we interact with. It's not easy, but it's simple, right? I'm going to interact with people all day long. I'm going to decide to love them. Person at work, person that I pass by, it, it might be as simple as a smile. That might be we're in passing, right? It might be um, holding the door for somebody. It, it might be, uh, you know, you're at the store, you, you see a, an older person, they, they got a whole load of grab the load of groceries, whatever it is. It might be, you know, we're going to be taking prayer requests. It might be after church, calling somebody on the phone, or this sometime this week and say, hey, how's that situation going? I want you to know I'm praying for you, right? It, it just hundreds of ways that you and I can express love to other people. What is the need in the time? Somebody's down, we give them a word of encouragement. Somebody needs help with something. We, we stop what we're doing, we, we help them. You know, whether it's, again, somebody at work or, or neighbor across the street or whatever it is, right? Um, it's, it's not like we're not doing these things, but I, I, I want to help us to expand that to not just certain situations and certain people, but expand that to every person that I see today how can I flow in the love of God? How can I abide in the love of God? How can I help, encourage, bless, do something for that person and, and flow in this love all day long, right? It, it, it might be refraining from doing certain things in traffic, right? It, it, it might be praying for that person that cut us off. Right? There's, there's an act of love instead of what I felt like doing. It might be expressing patience toward that new cashier or the lady in front of you with 37 coupons trying to dig them out of her purse one by one by one. Right? Might be holding our tongue with a snippy coworker. Um, all kinds of things. Wherever, whenever, how can we bless? How can we help? How can we, like Jesus, take on the form of a servant? There you go. 
Have this mind in you. Take on the form of a servant day by day by day. How can I love this person? At home, right? I think I've mentioned this, this illustration before. Like, you know, it's like Kate's been working hard and I'm sitting on the couch just wanting to chill out and I can hear her messing around in the kitchen and I get up off the seat and say, hey, how can I help? You know, what can I do? A couple days ago, I folded. I'm not good at folding laundry. But um, I don't really like it. It, it, just, it just doesn't come natural. I'm all thumbs when it comes to folding laundry. So how can I help you, right? And, and trust me, a- ask my wife. I am not perfect at this, okay? Nowhere near perfect at this. But as, you know, the the pastor gets hit before everybody else does, you know. It's like, you know, I can't I can't really preach this unless I'm willing to live it myself, right? So um home, you know, home home is one of those things that we take for granted. We let our hair down, so to speak, what we have left of it. Um you know, we 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 just no. That should be the first place that we are loving one another, we, we are serving one another. And then we take it outdoors from there. One commandment, love. Walk in love, flow in love. And we will flow in God and He in us. And I'll close with this, verse 11. These things that I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Not a lot of joy in this world, is there? In the circumstances of this world, in the midst of the ups and downs of this pandemic and the economy and just all this stuff. A lot of stress, a lot of of people right on the edge. Not a lot of people walking in joy, right? Jesus said, I I speak this to you that my joy may be in you. What was the joy of Jesus, right? Expressing the love of His Father day in and day out. That was His joy. Um, You know, I I think we talked about, um, you know, it's it's more blessed to give than to receive, right? Um, That word blessed is defined in the Amplified Bible as happy, to be envied with life, joy, and satisfaction, right? More blessed to give. As we live this life of love, live this life of service toward others, instead of, um, I I wish I could have done this and and gotten these big glasses with big letter I on them. You know, we we tend to look at the world with I glasses, don't we? I glasses. I don't like this. I don't like what they're doing. I, how, are, how is this affecting me, right? I, 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 I. And now we want to put on you glasses, right? How can I bless? How can I serve? How can I? It's, it's, it's a life inside out. But it's the life of God. It's the abundant life. It is the life that will bring us joy in the midst of this world that we're living in. Amen? A life of love is ultimately the most joyful and satisfying life that there is. When love is intentional, right? It's intentional. It's sacrificial. 
It's unconditional and seeking the good of others. When we abide in God's love, we abide in His power, we abide in His joy. So my question this morning is this. Who will you love today? How will you love today? I, I, um, I have to share this. Uh, we had a dear friend of ours recently uh, spent a month on a ventilator and finally went home to be with the Lord. It was, it was quite a, um, we partook in the funeral service through uh, Zoom. Um, and uh, it, it was rather lengthy service, a lot of different speakers and stuff, because she touched a lot of lives. And if there was one thing that I heard about her life that um, really, really resonated, that really, really struck me, and, and many people said it, she loved well. When you think about life, when you think about success, when you think about what, what's life all about, could you have any greater legacy than to have people say of you, he loved well, she loved well. Wow. So let's determine to follow our one commandment. In the power of the Holy Spirit, let's love well. Amen? All day, every day. And know the joy that Jesus knew. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, help us to major on the majors. So much uh, in this life distracts us and gets us on to, to other things. You want to live in us. You want to live through us. And you are love. So touch us. Fill us, remind us, walk with us, and reach through us, Lord, to this world around us. For your glory, for your honor, and for our mutual joy. Thank you, Lord. Through Jesus we pray. Amen.